Welcome to The Brainstorm, a podcast and video series from ARK Invest. Tune in every week as we react to the latest in innovation and reflect on how short-term news impacts our long-term views. To learn more, visit arc-invest.com. ARK Investment Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. ARK and Public are unaffiliated entities and do not have a relationship with respect to either firm marketing or selling the products or services of the other. And therefore, ARK disclaims responsibility for any loss that may be incurred by public's clients or customers. The information provided in this show is for informational purposes only and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision and is subject to change without notice. It does not constitute either explicitly or implicitly any provision of services or products by ARK and investors should determine for themselves whether a particular investment management service is suitable for their investment needs. All statements made regarding companies or securities are strictly beliefs and points of view held by ARC and or show guests and are not endorsements by ARC of any company or security or recommendations by ARC to buy, sell, or hold any security. Historical results are not indications of future results. Certain of the statements contained in the show may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on ARC's current views and assumptions and involve known and unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements. ARC assumes no obligation to update any forward-looking information. ARC and its clients, as well as its related persons, may, but do not necessarily, have financial interests in securities or issuers that are discussed. Certain information was obtained from sources that ARC believes to be reliable. However, ARC does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information obtained from any third party. Welcome to episode 29 of The Brainstorm, the last one of the year. Before we dive into it, we want to send some thank yous out there, a lot of gratitude. Really want to thank Public for helping to produce this. Mike at Public, Mike at ARC, Keith at ARC, really helping us out. Uh, it's the first time in two years that there's not a four-year innovation podcast, but old faithful brainstorm every week, never miss it. Here we are. Nick, you got any any gratitudes to throw out there? Well, we'll reiterate all the thank yous you already threw out. Also extend uh, a few to the rest of the marketing team at ARC. Uh, for helping make sure this you know happens each and every week, and then also uh, I think FYI is not happening, but I did hear they are going ahead with another Bitcoin brainstorm, um, so that should be out. I don't know if it's this week, but I believe in the following week. Um, so looking forward to all of that, and then obviously a big big thank you to all of the listeners uh, each and every week. We love the commentary, the feedback uh, that we get, and please continue it so we can continue to bring the show to you each and every week. It's true. The biggest thank you to all of you. All of you. For this last episode, we're just going to go through, uh, I think, Nick, let's let's do a top highlight of the year. And, you know, what, what excited you most? Where is the future most exciting or yeah. most under underappreciated? Sure. So I think for me, obviously, if you look back at the 29 episodes, a very common theme is AI. Um, I think we'd be remiss to, to say that AI wasn't kind of the needle mover in the tech space this year. But there's one product and one tech story in particular that stands out. And maybe I'll get some backlash for this, but I really do think it is probably one of the most slept on consumer products in the past decade plus. 
and that is the Meta Ray-Ban glasses. I've now had uh, a few months or about a month to play with them. Um, I, I wore them to my wedding. I wore them to a recent engagement. I filmed a proposal. Um, I've been using them, you know, as much as I can. And I really think that the way that this form factor uh, works and how it's going to also introduce AI. I think we're starting to see some videos now of the multimodal capabilities. So meta AI being able to see in here. Um, I think it's going to change how we, you are used to personal computing on a mobile level. So I, I'm going to throw that out there. Nick, have you not lost the, you know, is, is it not a fad? The appeal hasn't been lost after, you know, it sounds like, you know, those are, I won't say novelty events, uh, but right. Those are special occasions. You're clearly bringing them out. Are you wearing them on a day-to-day basis? Are they only, is it like the GoPro where it's awesome and you take it skiing, but you go skiing once a year and then you don't touch it, you know, the other 364 days. Yeah. I won't say that it's an everyday use case because again, they are a pair of sunglasses. So I I think I need to maybe buy another pair that are, you know, just the glasses and see how, you know, I, I use that on a daily basis. But I think having that functionality of, Hey, this is a pair of sunglasses first. And then it also works with, you know, a camera and multimodal AI will be coming. I think that's where it becomes interesting. And it's almost the way that I would describe it is it's kind of the Trojan horse for AI assistance or, you know, that type of compute. And it's, it's not something that I've put away and, and, and said, you know, I, I had my two weeks with it. I'm, I'm going to move on to the next new device because again, it has that sunglass functionality or sunglasses so it, functionality. So it, is, it is more lasting than the Oculus. Definitely. Because, you know, when you use the Oculus, unless you get really hooked into to one game or experience, that is something that you seek out to do VR. This I seek out when it's when it's sunny, which, you know, down here in St. Pete is almost every other day. So there are, you know, I'm, I'm wearing them consistently. And then if I just come across a moment or a, an event where I think, hey, you know, it'd be worth filming this and, you know, reliving the memories the way that I saw them. I think that's where it, it becomes truly unique. And I think, you know, what has blown me away is one, the video capabilities. I think the it's, it looks just as clear as what I'm able to get off my iPhone. And then just these new videos that are starting to come out where you're having some people, you know, ask this personal AI, Hey, what am I looking at right now? Or how can I, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And it's able to understand and contextualize this person's surroundings. And I think that is like what really excites me. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, I think this is a big movement within mobile compute. So are you wearing them on your, your daily run or are you still sticking to AirPods for audio? Yeah. So daily runs, no. Um, I, you know, my understanding is they're water resistant, um, but I don't really want to can't play handle the sweat. The, my AirPods already can't handle the sweat. So, um, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're being careful with runs. I did wear them on one run, um, and it was able to, to do a pretty good job cap- capturing some of that film and playing music. So again, you know, there's, there's use cases where I think the functionality of it you know, is perfect. And then I think it's just going to continually get better as it rolls out and it, it, it converges more with AI. And so what do you think this means for 
snap for airpods uh and for the meta sunglasses uh do you think the sunglasses are gonna reach airpod status or still too niche i don't know that it's too niche but i think my current thesis or you know what we've kind of been batting around behind the scenes is are sunglasses going to be the only form factor that you know a personal ai is going to to work on i don't think that's going to be the case i think we'll have these embedded ai assistants in all different types of form factors sunglasses may be one you may you know we, we're seeing necklaces pendants i think airpods are, are a great way to do this so i think it's going to take different uh devices to truly reach a mass uh the mass consumer um but i think you know having the sunglasses as kind of this first use case is interesting again because it has that you know everyday use case if you're living in a sunny area airpods i think would be another perfect way to do this because you know people are carrying around their airpods you know probably just as often as they're carrying around their phone at this point like it's something that's just on you at all times so I think it's going to take different form factors to really reach mass adoption. But I think, you know, sunglasses will probably be one of them. And maybe, maybe it's a case that you'll have three or four different devices that are, you know, always on your person that you're kind of swapping in and out of, but that AI assistant kind of lives within all of them or is embedded in all of them. So it's kind of a seamless, seamless transition between device to device. And you don't really notice. That's kind of how I envision this all. The, the AI up. operating system. Right. And I think that's another, you know, big area of of research that we should probably get into next year, which is, you know, AI as an operating system, living on these devices. They're, you know, kind of the new form factor hardware play, and then AI as the operating system um, powering it. Sam, what about what about you? What is your 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 one big takeaway from this year? I feel like I took the big one. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take one that's happening now, but I think much longer term implications. I'll go SpaceX. Um, so, just some crazy statistics out there, right? They're going to put up eighty percent of mass to orbit, uh, and that's SpaceX versus the rest of the world which is pretty incredible. Uh, their reusability rate of success for rockets is pretty incredible. They did just lose one, not even on landing. It was on uh, the way back to port. The seas were rough and it was windy and it, it toppled over. So it's sad to see that go. But that one booster had gone to space 19 times. So pretty far from where we were just a handful of years ago when you had major aerospace and defense CEOs saying, you know, reusability would never be economic. Uh, here we are, and no one's come close to repeating what SpaceX has done. 2.3 million people subscribing to Starlink. I really think this is just the beginning. And, you know, kind of to your point of how quickly things can change and the future being very different, it's like, we think we live in a connected world now. I don't think people appreciate how disconnected we are and how true global coverage is going to change the way that everything works. Uh, and I think Starlink is you know, on the way to delivering that. And then we've got Starship. Starship launches. Um, first one, 
fiery. Uh, second one, less less fiery, but still some explosions. Uh, we might, it, you know, who knows if you could get a third one before the end of the year. We're running out of time. Um, but Starship and what they're doing there, the long-term consequences of Starship, at least according to our research and some of what Elon has said himself, is you could lower launch costs by another order of magnitude or even two orders of magnitude if you get to real you know, airplane-like reusability. And that that changes the whole space economy and it changes, you know, if we can set up a moon base, if we can get to Mars. And so is it this year versus last year for SpaceX? Is it a continued story? I'd say, you know, why this year? Because Starlink's ramping and that's what's going to fund it. Um, and then two, Starship test flights. And that's the start of it all. So for me, that's the... That's the most exciting long-term outer space trajectory. So one question for you. Normally we ask, you know, what's your five-year prediction? But given this is a more short-term oriented outlet, uh, does, Star, does uh, Starship land next year? Which part? The first part? <laughs> the first the part, first yeah. The first uh, stage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it's, yeah, yeah. As you know, they're going to splash it down nice and gently, but I, I think they can land it. And it would what be about crazy. The second stage. Um, yeah. Why not? Okay. I'm an optimism. optimist. Yeah. Optimism. I'm an optimist. And into the end of the year, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, nice. Any, any last things, Nick? End of year thoughts, New Year's resolutions. No, nothing, nothing yet. I still no haven't goals. done my no goals no, for 2024. You know, I'm a bit of a procrastinator with the, with the end of year goals or new year goals. So I got, I got a few more days to put them together, but I guess, you know, just to end, uh, just another thank you to everyone that has tuned in and, and please again, continue to provide feedback to us. We want to make this, uh, an outlet that everyone enjoys and, and we love the the commentary. So Thank you all so much. It's true. Share it. Share it with your friends. We have a goal. Nick, we got to say our goal. We want to get to consistent 20,000 views. Yeah. Got to put it out there. Got to put it out there. That would be a a double from our current average. But uh, we can't just rely on people to share it. We want to keep providing as much value so that it's worth sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all so much. All right. See everyone in 2024. See you in the new year.